This is Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast that's more color commentary than play-by-play. Each week we dig into Raw and SmackDown, plus recent pay-per-views and wrestling news, and all the random stuff we can't wait to talk about with each other and you. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and on Twitter at WIFGirlsPod. And of course, you can always visit our website at WrestlingIsForGirls.com. I am Jillian, and with me as always is my faithful co-host, Abigail, also known as Jazzy A and the Rumble Gang this week. Hi, Abigail. <laughs> I'm still excited. I can't I know. It. I'm very excited. We have a lot to talk about. We are going to talk about things in order so that we kind of stay on top of what's going on. So that'll be SmackDown, then the Royal Rumble, and then Monday Night Raw. We're fingering the pulse. Oh. <laughs> Good Lord. Wasn't that a Stephen Colbert thing? I don't thing? remember. But you're starting off I with a bang. Like it, um, I feel like it was. So, Hat tip. You, are you ready to get started with SmackDown? I'm absolutely ready. Yes, let's I'm very do excited. it. Um, so we, SmackDown starts out and we see Sammy like creeping up on Jay doing like, you know, hiding behind. (laughs) So subtle. (laughs) Cause you know, Roman had told Sammy to stay away until rumble day. Can you imagine telling Sammy to stay away? I mean, it's like, it's like, I feel bad when it's nighttime and I want to like close the door to my room and my cat's in the room. And I'm like, it's time to go now. And it just like feels so bad that I'm kicking her out of the room. It's like that. It's like, you can't keep Sammy away. He's happy there. It's a crime. Yeah, I agree. So we see Jay kind of freaking out because, you know, he loves Sammy. We know how much he loves Sammy. And Sammy's just like, look, dude, I'm your ride or die. So if you need anything, you call me no matter what. Yeah, and I I feel like Jay is like... I am so glad that you are loyal to the bloodline. I am so glad that you love the bloodline. I'm going to need you to not love the bloodline more than you love being alive. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not working. Mm-hmm. And Jay is super invested. So yeah, Jay is in it. I mean, he's in the, this wasn't any foreshadowing or anything. Not at all. <laughs> what will happen? Who knows? It's a mystery. I'm sure everything will be fine. <laughs> so after that, we see, uh, Ray Mysterio versus Karrion Cross, And I have a question for you. I have many questions for you this evening. My first... These are my, my favorite. My first question is... So, like, you know, when Karrion comes out with Scarlet and, like, everything goes to sepia tone, like, how much less cool do you think their entrance looks in person? <laughs> oh, I mean, I feel like at least 37 percent less cool you know like yeah there's like the smoke and that's fun or like the dry ice or whatever but right a real part of the bit is like all the camera stuff and the sepia tone stuff and like right uh carrion popping up behind scarlet at one point where she's like fallen prey and he's like it's me so i feel like I feel like if they weren't visibly coming to us from the boundaries between worlds, as the sepia tone implies, then yes, it would just be like, what are these two doing? Are they LARPing? Are they making a homemade music video? What's going on? (laughs) Yes to all of those things. (laughs) So I noticed while they were wrestling that, and I don't know if these are new tiny pants that Carrion has on, but it has um, advance attack and annihilate on the booty. Yeah. So I'm like... 
okay, he has his instructions like printed out. This is what he's <laughs> supposed to do. But I'm like, Carrion, how are you supposed to know your instructions if they're printed on your ass? I kind of imagined like, do you remember in the 80s when you could get iron-ons for your t-shirts mm-hmm. and stuff? Like my mom would make me my own special little t-shirts. That's so cute. I had one with like a little cat wearing overalls and it was kind of sparkly and it said tough stuff. Oh my God. Next <laughs> Do you to have it. a picture of that? No. I don't think I'll it look. It needs to go on the website but, like, if you do. I imagine her like ironing it on to the butt of his tiny <laughs> pants. He's like, thanks, babe. You're the best. Your wrestling name is tough stuff. So I have a question Ooh, for you okay. about these little pants. This is fun. So. As you noted, they say advance, attack, annihilate. Mm-hmm. But don't you think attack, annihilate, advance makes more sense? I mean, I feel like you could just get rid of advance altogether and just have attack and annihilate. I guess, like, for me, you attack, you annihilate your foe, and then you advance to the next challenge. Mm, like a video game. Right. This is like I advance to the next challenge, then I attack, leaving my enemies to my back. Carrion, think it through. I just imagined it was like I'm gonna creep up on my prey. <laughs> I advance on my prey and then I attack and annihilate them. Like Pink Panther music playing. <laughs> yes, a little bit. Didn't didn't everyone didn't. is Inspector Clouseau to Carrion Cross. Absolutely. Ray also had a little Riddler vibe going with his gear. A little que- Has yeah. he done that before? Question marks? So I feel like he has done question okay. marks. And I feel like he's done a lot of light cosplay. Like he's been Iron Man and he's been the Joker. What? I mean, he's been a few. That's adorable. Yeah. But it's never like overt. It's always like themed. Okay. It felt riddler to me, but that could have just been because of the question Yeah. Mark. Did you think anything looked different about Carrion's hair? Tell me more about what you're thinking. So I thought it looked straighter and darker. Mm. Like mm. maybe they dyed you know, it brown and kind of, because he has kind of wavy hair. Like it looked like they'd kind of straightened it or something. Maybe it's growing out and becoming ungovernable. It could be. It could very well be. I think he would do well with some growing out. I thought he looked a little dorky, R.E. hair. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I also was very distracted because I was like, why do you wear this big coat over such little pants? What is it? I think I, I don't know if I wrote this down as a note, but I definitely thought it at some point when, I guess when Cody came out for the Rumble, whatever it was. I'm just like, what is the obsession with wrestlers and long coats? Like it's so weird. Yeah. And then you wear tiny pants. I guess like. I think about like Stone Cold coming out in a utilitarian pair of black trunks. <laughs> just very. And he's simple. just like, you dump some bitches. <laughs> Take off your coat, you're indoors. It's either cold enough for the coat or it's warm enough for these little pants. Because he blew all his budget on beer. <laughs> it's fair. If you get the beer truck, you've already spent he the budget. You have room very for fair. spangles. <laughs> I didn't really have any like actual wrestling content for this match. <laughs> it was mostly oh just my like, gosh, no air. So I don't know if you have anything else like you want to add about this. Every thought I have about Carrying Cross and Scarlet is related to like aesthetics mm-hmm. and the weird shit they do. Hundred percent. 
he doesn't have to wrestle. He just has to like say weird things about her dead livestock and bring out some tarot cards and show up in increasingly weird outfits. And I'm here. There for were it. no tarot cards this week. I was a little sad about that. But you know what there was? Dead horse. Well, there's always dead horse. That may be the source of the coat, right? Ooh. I mean, I think you suggested that earlier. I did, I guess. Um, what there was was Wade Barrett and Michael Cole dressing to match. So cute. I didn't see it. It did not register. They had in a my very brain. similar vibe. What were they wearing? I liked it. Um, I think they had on navy blue blazers and similar shirts. That's adorable. If I'm remembering. Oh, correctly. I kinda remember Cole. It was kinda like a not light blue, but it was like like a denim blue kind of almost. His was closer to a muted royal. Okay. Yeah. That's adorable. It's cute. Well, after all this cuteness, we're, it's ruined by shittiness because Austin Theory came out. <laughs> Where joy goes to Ruins die. Ruins everything. Um, so on Wrestling is for Girls, we like to ask hard-hitting questions. You know that. I have another hard-hitting question for you. So your Kay. husband, Wade Barrett said that you know no matter what it seems like austin theory comes out of situations smelling like roses right like he gets into these tough Mm -hmm. situations and he makes it through what do you think austin theory smells like hollister Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not abercrombie and fitch hollister like discount I didn't even know if Hollister yeah, was discount. I do remember walking by Hollister's in the mall and being bowled over by the smell. It's that same experience. It's intense. It's unpleasant. You can smell how it could have been okay at a lower, a lower like, if there's a scent equivalent to decibels, just a few lower mm-hmm. would be okay. But there's also this real undercurrent of dirt. <laughs> well, Like the smell that you might get under a wet car mat. Okay, so because there's like good dirt. No. I like patchouli, mm-hmm. and patchouli smells like dirt to me. It's the difference between earthy okay, that's fair. and fusty. <laughs> Hollister, ergo theory, are fusty. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I imagine something like Axe body spray. Or, or he forgoes all smells altogether because he thinks his, like, quote-unquote natural smell is great. Oh, I could see that. And it's not. It's not good because he works out a lot. So Or all the coconut oil he puts on himself. He just smells like coconut all the time, like in a bad way. <laughs> Do you remember? I think it was in the 90s, but it may have been the aughts when um, bod fragrances for <laughs> yeah. men were a thing. Yeah. And they came in what looked like Windex yeah. bottles. <laughs> I can also see him nursing a 20-year-old container of bod <laughs> with like an inch left in the bottom it's like still good i think it's still, still good exists. i think bot is still around oh i bet it is yeah just like exclamation is still around for <laughs> young folks uh designer imposters oh my god i remember designer <laughs> i had several designer <laughs> imposters amazing so New Day comes out while A-Town Clown is out being A-Town Clown. And I think my one of my favorite comments of all time is that they called SmackDown the efficient show. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Hours. I was dying. Like, this is so The shade. Accurate. Yes. I was so happy to see them. Like, I don't know if I've ever been that happy to see them. It's like 
when you are somewhere and the one person you cannot stand has you cornered and you can't get away and you see people you really, really like coming over the horizon. You're like, oh, thank goodness, guys. It's so nice that you're here. And then not only did they save us, but they committed to being hilarious and extremely pithy. So I feel like a plus these sort of intrusions, quote unquote, intrusions of wrestlers that I really like on bits that wrestlers I don't like are doing. It's like the friendly version of like the old timey cane that would come out and drag performers off yes. the stage. Like new day was that cane and I love them so much. They played him out at the Oscars. So new day the shows up, swept up, Miz shows up. People keep <laughs> showing keeps up, showing up uh, for a moment. I thought Miz and they were going to have like a Miz and a town match. And I was like, yes, please. Mm-hmm. Let's just anybody who wants to beat up a town, please. Like, Right? I'm on board. And then Bobby Lashley shows up. Because he's not going to let anybody but him kill Austin Theory. <laughs> and I appreciate his commitment to making us happy. He, Thanks, Bobby. He is dedicated. He likes mm-hmm. to finish a job that he starts. He's committed to his craft. And then, lo and behold, Brock Lesnar shows up. <laughs> the hits literally and figuratively kept coming. Oh, that's true. Excellent. Excellent point. Brock just came out to announce that he was going to be in the Royal Rumble, basically. And I was like, boo, why? No. I mean, this was a real series of ups and downs for me emotionally. It really was. It's like, I know people love Brock Lesnar. Like, people fucking love Brock mm. Lesnar. And I've even warmed to him compared to what I used to. But like, yeah. I'm tired of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so I like Brock shenanigans. And I think Brock is surprisingly funny for me. Like, I think he's always had that a little, but he's really been playing up the fact that he like, he's a funny guy. I appreciate that. What I don't appreciate, and I asked my husband this and he didn't have a good answer for me. But I think if you had another wrestler who showed up four to six times a year, Really had two moves that they mm-hmm. did. One of them, they had like a 50 to 60% success rate and not breaking some guy's neck. Oh my God. I mean, I don't think that guy would be Brock Lesnar. So like, I get it. He's big and he was a cage fighter. And there's obviously some other thing that I just don't yeah. get. And I wish someone would explain it to me. I don't really get it either. Every time he does a German suplex, I just like fear for everything that's happening because someone's going to land horribly it makes me yeah i don't get it either because there's lots of big dudes there's lots of big dudes that can do cool stuff like more cool stuff than he can do so i don't know i i I maintain that most of these things are just like if it's a wrestler that just keeps getting so much airtime i'm firmly committed to the idea that they just have some information on somebody and like that's why they keep getting put into things so Brock knows where the bodies are buried, or perhaps he buried them himself with his tractor. Yeah. I mean, position of power. He has a backhoe for a reason. It's true. I mean, heavy machinery does come in handy. Anything else you want to say about this little segment of star-studded cast? Uh, no, no. I just, it was sort of for me, like, when you have two wrestlers, like, punching each other back and forth, and the crowd is like, yay, boo, mm-hmm. yay, boo. That was me. Yeah. I was in a yay boo cycle. <laughs> Maybe we can break the cycle. Oh, here's hoping. We're going to jump ahead a little bit and we see two of our favorite dudes, Seamus and Drew, backstage. I was laughing so hard because they're both like 10 times the size of Kayla Braxton, who was in between them. 
She's like the tiniest little pixie. So cute. It's I really, they really were cute. Squish her. Uh, Seamus, bless your heart. I need to have a talk. <laughs> I don't know if you caught it, but he said, we're going to send Hit Row back to Skid Row. Yeah. Seamus, no. I, Just, like, buddy. No. Like, this weird narrative that, like, these European dudes, Seamus and Wade, have about mm-hmm. about hit row is just really uncomfortable and just bizarre like obviously based on stereotypes i really really want hit row to make like a corny 80s style psa where like ashanti the adonis is like my parents are dentists <laughs> seriously and bfab is like i grew up in a cul-de-sac it's like it, uh, yeah it just it's really frustrating and it seemed like Seamus, as he was saying it, knew that it was a stupid thing to say. So I was like, maybe he Whoops. just didn't have a chance to, you know, reel it back in. Maybe. I mean, I don't want to make excuses for him. It was a fucked up thing to say. Maybe it's one of those things he was thinking. I don't know. You know what? I can't make an excuse for him. It was a dumb <laughs> thing to say. He thing. said a dumb thing. And we have to accept that our faves can be dumb. dumb. So as they're. I want. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was you just say, as they're trundling down to the ring, the Viking Raiders attack, which made me sad because I really like to see Seamus and Drew Russell. It's very fun. Um, okay, so as the as the sort of beatdown is a happening, I I saw this happen before on other um, episodes, but the like smash them into the barricade like computer screen thing and the screen short circuits like yeah yeah i think that's silly i think it's a little silly too like the first time it happened i was like oh wow they like they really messed up that screen and now i'm like oh it's like a thing it's a hundred percent planned because if it wasn't if it wasn't the screen wouldn't work afterwards that's a good point Tech tips from Abigail. <laughs> I'm actually a television repair person <laughs> in my professional life. I have not managed to marry my personal and professional lives, but one day I will. <laughs> um. So ultimately, Drew and Seamus are out because they were beaten up and yeah. ineffectual. Adam Pierce comes down and assigns Ricochet and Braun. Like, I love how this, like... like, like it's kind of like what you said last week when they're talking about like how like eight people can be in a tag team. It's just like... We're just going to substitute wrestlers here and there. It was like, there weren't runners up. It was whatever. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love seeing Ricochet and Braun. And them together yeah. is like very precious. Mm-hmm. It's a tall and small situation. And I love Either it. way, I was pretty sure that uh, Hit Row would not win. I was a little nervous because I'm always a little nervous because I have to accept that someone likes Hit Row and approves of what they do. <laughs> I don't know I who that person is. I have an idea about who that person is, Dad. I suspect it's you. Dad thinks it's hip. Maybe he's like, they're just really nice people and I just want to see them succeed. It's like, I, then help them succeed somewhere Get else. Get them a different gimmick. Get them a different job. <laughs> Make them be writers. Maybe they're really great writers. Right? Maybe they're super creative. Uh, Wade called Braun Meat-tacular. 
I made a note of that. How do you feel about that? Because I mean, this harkens back to him referring to Drew as 250 pounds of Scottish beef. He really likes to foodjectify. I don't know what you would call it, but I'm going to call it foodjectify people. You know, he sees how women have been commodified and discussed in terms of consumption for years. And he's like, turnabout's fair play. <laughs> sure that's exactly he says it. it like that with the hands and everything. Yeah, that's absolutely I think it. He also threw in a Hennessy reference. <laughs> so the so he was on the prior references continue. Ultimately, oh Ricochet and Broadwin. Which is reassuring for me. Are they going to have to fight Drew and Seamus to, like, see who gets to no. move on? Drew and Seamus are just out. Yeah. That's sad. Maybe Drew and Seamus are out because of the controversy surrounding their now abandoned uh, name, the Banger Bros. Did you see anything no. about this? Well, they're not going to use Banger Bros anymore <laughs> because there's a porn site called Bang Brothers. <laughs> this keep happening how do we keep accidentally <laughs> naming tag teams after porn sites i mean i don't know i i didn't dawn on me before but now that i hear it it seems pretty obvious that banger bros was probably something nefarious a choice <laughs> they're gonna drive up in the banging bus oh god and there's going to be ladies gone crazy like let's just keep the porn names yeah coming. They probably did. They were probably talking about porns as a joke. And then they're like, well, let's just call ourselves that and see what we can get away with. I just hope it was really, really innocent. And like someone brings it up to them and they're like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. They're like, we're <laughs> European. We don't get those crazy American references. <laughs> we don't watch your American pornography. So excitedly, we see Bray Wyatt coming out to his old music right what a moment what's happening what are we about to but wait that's oh, not wait. bray wyatt that's la night with a tiny hilarious lantern <laughs> that los angeles night is a character i loved this so much like i was <laughs> so dying dumb. it was it's so, so funny he kind of reminded me of like he should have been on gilligan's island in that outfit it was amazing I thought he looked like if you're watching an action movie and there's like, you know, either an assassin or an FBI guy, like some big tough guy, but who's like undercover as a tourist. Yes. Yep. So like the really ridiculous Hawaiian shirt, but the look is completely wrong. I was like, this is great. He'd be some, he'd be friends with Magnum PI. <laughs> he gets to sit on the passenger seat of the helicopter. <laughs> um, once again, he made a reference to tingling loins. I'm really going to have to like throw a flag on this play. Like Los Angeles, you've got to stop with the loins. I think this is, um, you know, we probably have a glossary of terms that we like to use when selling the product. We also need a glossary of terms we're not going to use. And loin tingle, yep. right at the top of the list. Yeah. Yes. I, I feel like ugh, if I were... Maybe someone someday will start a wiki for this podcast and they can track all of the terminology that we either yay or nay. I really, I think that would be great. Um, I, I also really loved LA Knight trying to spin the raw 30 incident as a victory for himself. 
<laughs> Way to look on the positive side, buddy. He is his best press and yeah. he knows how to he's a spin doctor. He believes in LA Knight and it makes me believe he in LA really Knight. does believe in LA Knight. Yeah. Bray Wyatt does not believe in LA Knight though. I like that Bray had his rocking chair because I also like to sit down whenever I can. <laughs> He's just like so sitting in the strategically dark. flawless. Yes. <laughs> Waiting. And then I mean we see uh, Uncle Howie kinda Uncle Howie, Uncle Howdy kind of in the rafters, you know, doing his creepy thing. So I'm I'm pleased to see that like so when this when this bit first started and like you hear Bray Wyatt's old music, I was really sad. Because I was like, no, he's further regressing. Like, I'm really enjoying the <laughs> Uncle Howdy thing. And then, of course, it was yeah. hilarity. But um, more Uncle Howdy content. What if Uncle Howdy had had a mic and he had been like, let me talk to you, Ooh. Los Angeles Knight? <laughs> Real missed opportunity. That's true. See, this is why you should be a writer. Put that in your letter. Well, I mean, if he had done that, we all would have known for sure that he was the Undertaker. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There's like a motorcycle just slightly behind him. He's trying to hide it. Don't look back there. Pay no mind to the motorcycle behind the curtain. So this was, you know, the fun continues. And of course, this is all leading up to the pitch black match, which we will talk about when we get to the Royal Rumble. We sure will. We also saw um, two of Legado del Fantasma, Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro fight Imperium. And this is part of the was it the SmackDown? I can't remember the name of the like tournament. It is the SmackDown Tag Team Championship Contenders. Thank match. you. It's a mouthful. Because you know, if the Usos didn't have enough trouble, now they're gonna have more. Exactly. But I I do like I do like uh, brackets and such. So this was pretty yes. fun. Was this was this outcome surprising at all to you? It wasn't surprising. But it was a little bit of a bummer and not because of Imperium. I just really like Legato del Fantasma. And I feel like every time they get a chance to wrestle any of them, they're really good. They are really good. I was kind of surprised. I, I think I thought maybe Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro would win. I don't know if maybe if one of them had been Santos. Like if maybe they'd have won. But I was... I kind of expected them to win, and they didn't, so I was a little bit surprised. I guess I it feels like Imperium is having their moment now, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I do feel like, and you know, you can let me know how you feel about this. I feel like Imperium's finishing move is a lot of work. Is it like the two-person thing? Like, yes, also Ludwig Kaiser can punch a guy in the face. Oh, yeah, that's true. Just, it's it seems like a lot of labor. It's like, guys, you can just skip to the end. I think this goes with the thing that you were saying like many episodes ago about those finishing moves that like just require a lot of running around before ultimately they punch. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, what are we doing? Calm down. Take a deep breath and hit him. I mean, conserve your energy, because what if it what if it doesn't finish him? Exactly. Then you've got to keep doing something else. I also um, wanted to ask you, did you feel like Zelina Vega was cosplaying as Natalia in her little outfit? Is this outfit? when she came out kind of as the um, 
video game? No. No. She had on this like sort of black leathery looking thing with a lot of hot pink accents. I totally miss this. Was she doing commentary? No, nope. She was just lurking oh. around, but she totally looked like she was dressed like little oh. Natalia. And it was so Maybe cute. Maybe she was paying homage. That's very sweet. I'd like to think I'd like that. to think that, I too. I really would. She's so tiny. Oh, that was in the Rumble when she came out with a little video game character. That's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was like, how did, where did I get that from? Okay. So, jumping ahead a little bit to the main event. I guess, of the evening, KO versus mm-hmm. Solo Sokoa. I had a prediction written down before they started wrestling, and I thought that KO would lose, mm-hmm. and then his comeback for KO versus Roman would be, like, that much better. That's That would have been great. But I have to say this match kind of confused me. I... I was paying attention, <laughs> but like there were like the end of the match, it kind of like disintegrated. Like, yeah, it's like we just stopped the match. Yeah, there was no bell, right? There was no no. Th- it just ended. It was like, well, things are happening. Yeah, it was weird. Like <laughs> solo. I don't think he got counted out. I didn't see that. The match was just kind of like, it's over now. It was really strange. It was like we started doing no DQ things. And then I guess the officials were just like, you know what? This is beyond our control. This is not for us to oversee. It's like, well, who else would I've be never seen that happen. Or to oversee. Yeah. If I wondered if like we missed a beat somewhere. I know. I was like, did something. Did some, and like. I was like, well, this isn't a recording, so it's not like I got some kind of Hulu cut or something. Like, what exactly mm-hmm. happened? No, I I don't like I really enjoyed all of this. But at the end, I was like, what's going on? Yeah, I was a little confused. Of course, I yeah, I for sure enjoyed it. But I was like, when Solo counted out, I didn't hear a bell. Everything just sort of dissolved. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> like. Did KO win? I don't remember. I don't think any nobody okay. won. It was just sort of like, well, okay. Well, <laughs> should we move on to the Rumble of Royalty? We might as well because there's no answers. There are here. no answers, uh, and I think and I'm ready. The Royal Rumble. Rumble's a little more exciting than that. So, um. We see the bloodline backstage. This is kind of in pre-show stuff. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like a lot of like storyline stuff happening in the pre-show. Um, but there was this moment with the bloodline. And, you know, Roman was mad that Sammy came back because Sammy keeps, quote unquote, defying Roman. And Jay is like, no, it's fine, man. I asked him to. It was important. And then Roman's like, ha, 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 LOL. Who was talking about last night? Like, it was so creepy and weird. Like, he's doing a great job, right? Roman's doing a great job. Absolutely, yeah. He is a lunatic. It's, he's worrying. I mean, like, every time I see him now, and I think we talked about this last week, I'm just like, are you all right? You are getting worse. You are escalating. He's like, why are we even talking about last night? It's about tonight. It's all about right now. Like, oh, man, dude, you are a constantly moving target. 
Um, I did love that Roman just calls Usos twins. Like, I <laughs> was dying. I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but he's like, twins, you guys stay here, or whatever he said. It's like, that's so cute. Does he just call them twins in real life? It's great, too, because Solo is Solo. Paul Heyman is wise man. The Usos are just, just twins. Twins. Twi- twins. <laughs> Deep cut. So uh, we see Roman on his bullshit as usual. And um, mm-hmm. Sammy's position is not getting any better. I mean, when Jay was calling Sammy on Friday, I was like, why would you do this? And Sammy, why would you why would you respond positively? I know. Like I get that they don't want to lose any matches, but like Solo can lose a match. It's like it's not like this isn't life or death. I mean, I think it's important to remember that the street champ is undefeated. Oh, that's true. You're right. Yeah. But it's like not yeah. always genuine undefeat, so well, it feels real to him, Dan. I know it does. But of course, we see this unfold later on in crazy, crazy ways. Um, what did you think of Hardy? Um, so at the beginning, I was like, is he a big enough star to merit this sort of like outsized opening treatment? And I think later in the evening, we got our answer. No, no he's I kept thinking, like, I wonder I don't know that he is, but I wonder if he's related to Kid Rock. Like, he has the same sort of greaseball look that Kid Rock has. Ooh, yeah. Like, kind of that, like, narrow, pointy face and, like, generic Ratty. music. But I feel like he also looks like a dude with a podcast. A very specific kind of dude with a podcast. Oh. He's been trying to get his online record store off the ground for, like, a year, and that's why he can't get a job, and his girlfriend's being a real bitch about it. Yeah. I just, I'm always kind of surprised at who gets famous and who doesn't and whose music is considered good, good, and whose well, isn't. But like WWE music is <laughs> pretty questionable at best. We're not the target audience for that, right? Like, I know I'm yeah. not. But when he was performing later in the evening, I, I was just like, I would rather this was Kid Rock. Kid Rock is a better performer. Yeah, he is. Holy shit. This guy, like, I feel confident that I could have done a better job. I will admit I kind of tuned out during his performance. I was just like, I don't care about this at all. And Very fair. Very fair. You didn't miss anything. My um, husband commented because he looked up, you know, they keep playing that, like, one part from the song over and over again over, like, every clip. And mm-hmm. so he looked up the lyrics and it's like wall to wall and I still ain't sold out and he's like I don't know you're playing at WWE on the Royal Rumble I think you probably sold out (laughs) you are the halftime show for a pretend sports event sir (laughs) there are action figures of these people (laughs) that's true you sold out (laughs) so I mean whatever it is what it is so we had kind of a surprise person show up Pat McAfee did my heart was 10 times too big i love pat mcafee i this is the first thing i've actually ever seen him in like i wasn't i know he'd been on other things but i like missed him somehow like other yeah shows 
I enjoyed his commentary. He, sometimes he talked too much, but like I enjoyed him overall. He was fun. For me, the thing the thing about Pat McAfee is he kind of reminds me of how we approach the show. Pat is not the face or the heel commentator. Mm-hmm. He is not the color commentary guy or the play-by-play <laughs> guy. He's just like seeing things, enjoying yeah. them or not liking them and talking about yeah. them. And I love that. For I him. mean, I'd rather it be us, but that's fine. That's fine, Pat. Whatever. I think Pat would be fun to hang out with. So I was surprised they started things off with the men's rumble. I was shocked. I was like, is this so really shocked. happening? I thought, I don't know. I feel like in years past, it was like women's rumble first. Almost always, yeah. So this was kind of exciting. Um, I wrote down every entrant. Like, I almost wanted to go back and watch both Rumbles. I didn't have time to because I was so busy taking notes that, like, I couldn't just sit and watch everything at once. It was hard. I so agree. So I definitely missed some things, I'm sure. Um, we suffered for this art. So. But Gunter was the number one entrant. Which... He, he definitely was, and uh, if he had eliminated the number two entrant, I would have been so upset. Seamus? Yeah, I did. Like I was like, oh no, Guther's going to eliminate Seamus, and I want Seamus to be in it, and then thankfully I got my wish. He but. was in it. He did get eliminated by Gunther eventually, though. Well, I'm sorry, I meant yeah, right away. No, he was around I for a while. I, I definitely didn't mark down times, because my God. <laughs> um... So the whole thing with Kofi really confused me because so like Kofi is known for his like gets thrown over the top rope, does something amazing, doesn't touch the floor, gets back in. But I think something went wrong because he just like crashed into a chair and then he was on the ground. But like one foot wasn't on the ground like Kofi's not out yet. And then they never mentioned him again. That was so horrible. I was so scared that like something really bad happened, but then they never said anything. And then. I, they didn't say anything on on Raw last night, so, like, is Kofi okay? I haven't looked it up. You know, I think my guess would be that Kofi is probably okay, but maybe not okay to compete in the Rumble at that time. Yeah, I, I kept waiting for, like, um, Xavier Woods to, like, prop up the chair or something so Kofi could get in it so then he could get back in the ring but I was just like that looked like a really bad fall he took yeah it was a little scary (laughs) so Gunter just kept like tossing people left and right I really liked Gunter in this match like it was really fun to watch him yes yes I agree there were fewer surprises I guess than I expected and some folks that I kind of like, once I was watching Raw, I was like, well, like, why? I'm surprised Dolph Ziggler wasn't in the Rumble because I feel like he's usually thrown yeah. in there somewhere. And then Rey Mysterio just, like, absolutely <laughs> didn't show up at all. Like, obviously, the implication there is, like, Dom beat him up and stole his mask, right? Right. Okay. If you were on your way into work and you were attacked by a hardened ex-con, I don't think it'd be very fair to expect you to show up and work your shift either. I'm just surprised they didn't like last minute like, well, Ray didn't show up. Let's throw someone else into the rumble because they really like substituting people lately. Yeah. And I feel like that's, I mean, that's definitely something that's happened in the past. So I was a little surprised too. So um, Drew and Seamus were a delight during this. They kept like chit chatting in the corner with each other. And I was like, this is so adorable. They were watching like things happen with delight 
Like when Booker T showed up. I was so excited to see Booker T. That was amazing. <laughs> the Spinaroonie is as fresh that as that was. <laughs> and then, of course, the most exciting moment of the evening. Mm. Edge showed up. I, I had a good feeling. Screamed. <laughs> I screamed and startled my cat. I screamed so loudly because I was like, part of me kind of knew he was going to show up. But then part of me was like, I don't know. There haven't been that many surprises. So who knows? I was so what if he fucking excited. What if he doesn't? Yeah, I was. I was very, very pleased. I was also like, Dominic, how dare you try to interfere with it? Like, just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Let it happen. And then what did happen? Edge took out the whole Judgment Day. That was glorious. Taught them a lesson. (sighs) And um, Logan Paul showed up, which was my least favorite surprise of the evening. Like last I knew that MF had like busted (sighs) both of his knees. I don't know how he is back already. Apparently um, he can grow some new knees. Apparently that is well within the realm of his abilities. I was not excited to see him. Um, I also, I have to admit that he did do a good job. No, he did a fine job. I just can't stand him. He's a despicable human being. That is absolutely correct. That is absolutely correct. Um, I'm never excited to see him. I wish he would lose interest in this and go do something else. I don't like his nipples either. No, I don't like his nipples either. They they're weird. Me. I mean, I, weird. I don't want to body shame, but I'm going to shame him. His nipples are weird. I mean, nipple shaming. If it's wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> I had a real fear that he was going to win. Like I was so scared. I was like, Jesus Christ, because one way or the other, they're going to haul his dumb ass to the to WrestleMania. I'm sure. Like I'm sure of it. We're going to be stuck with yeah. Him. Like he's yeah. probably going to be in the elimination chamber match somehow. I don't know. Like, ugh. So I feel like they're setting up to stick Seth with him. Ugh. I guess I had that feeling too. Yeah. I, Cause they kind of mentioned that when he was backstage and he just like walked away without answering, which is exactly what I would do. I wouldn't give that man the time of day. Mm-hmm. The one thing I did like, I mean, okay. The spot that he had with Ricochet, Logan was Paul crazy. was crazy. That was really cool. I, that was fine. But my other favorite part about him being in the rumble was some of Pat's commentary around Logan Paul. For example, when he announced, Logan Paul has lost his headband. (laughs) Thank you, Pat. Incisive insights. Thank you. (laughs) That's funny. Not Logan Paul related, but then shortly afterwards, he referred to Braun Strowman as a meat castle. Oh, God. Yeah. I think that's worse than meat-tacular. You know, some good things did happen when Logan Paul came out. They just (laughs) mostly were from Pat McAfee. So I have some overall highlights. (laughs) Okay. Um, It seemed like some of the men had some new ring gear, and that was fun. Yeah. They debut new fashions. Uh, Kofi and Xavier doing their thing where they were slapping each other's butts was like the most heartwarming thing I'd seen in a long time. I love them so much. Pretty delightful. Yeah. Um. Graves at one point said, at the end of the world, there's going to be cockroaches, Twinkies, and Dominic Mysterio. Mysterio. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't agree more with you, Corey Graves. Oh, it's going to be a fascinating end times. And then, of course, awesome, awesome highlight is that 
when Edge was chasing <laughs> chasing uh, Finn and Damian Priest up the ramp and Rhea came out to try to fuck up Edge who came to the rescue but Beth motherfucking Phoenix she looked the like Beth her Phoenix. hair was on fire it was so cool uh, it was really great I really like this sort of futuristic Mad yes. Max villainous look know, that she has great. going I wonder how much Aquanet she has to use to keep her hair like that I mean I feel like quite a bit I have a question for you so okay. in the Royal Rumble is it like a no DQ situation? Yeah. So, okay. Because yeah. at one point, like, Elias brought his guitar in. But then I know in the yeah. Women's Rumble, Zia Lee couldn't bring in her, like, staff thing. But whatever. So I had this thought, like, as someone was, like, hanging off the, the rope. You know, like, feet six inches from the ground. Why doesn't anyone just, like, reach over and tickle <laughs> Because if you can get away with it, just like tickle, tickle, and then they just can't handle it and they fall to the ground. I think that would be hilarious. Someone must have done it at some point, right? So first and foremost, I'm going to make a reference to a podcast we both really like <laughs> and say, this is not going to become a tickling podcast. <laughs> when I was writing that, I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> um, I think because it's uncomfortable <laughs> to tickle other people at work. I think that's why. And I think if you're doing it, you need to stop immediately. <laughs> I just think it would be, I mean, they would probably drop pretty quickly. No one likes to be tickled. Well, I think just I would be recoiling yeah. in disgust. So, yeah, absolutely. So I don't think it was surprising to anyone that Cody won. I did, like I said, have some fears that Logan might win at some point. Once he entered, I was just mm -hmm. like, oh, God. Um, He was kind of the only one that I thought like might might win um but i was you know i'm i was happy to see cody win i was happy to see it too like i i really like cody but i do feel like it all has felt so predetermined yes. like first of all i wanted him to be in the rumble longer yeah coming out last was weird like we all know he's coming we all know he's winning like, I don't know. I wanted him and Seth to have more of a moment. Yeah. yeah I So, not yeah. the best Rumble I've ever seen. I really wanted more surprises. I feel like I remember watching Rumbles in the past, and it was just like seven surprise dudes. And it was just like not as many surprise dudes, because that's part of the fun for me. Like, they only like wheeled right. out one old timer. <laughs> And it's a guy who we don't think is old, so it's really insulting on top of <laughs> I know, of that. he's like, you know. In his 50s, I'm like, okay. I guess, like, I thought the Rumble was really good. I do like the surprise returns, but I find I get frustrated when they're just kind of, when too many of them are stunty. That makes sense. Because I'm like, okay, it's Doink. Doink is here. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, if there are people that I feel like have, I can at least suspend my disbelief and be like, all right, like, let's say that Matt and Jeff Hardy come back in the Royal Rumble. I could be like, maybe they're going to win it. And that's mostly in my heart, not reality. Yeah. 
but it makes me feel a little more like it's meaningful yes. to have them there. Yes. Like, so for me, it's got to be a balance. Like Edge coming back. Match, it's 100%. I was like, this yes. is a good surprise. Right. Like Edge is in it to win it. And I, I did feel like this year, like I remember last year, I didn't like the Royal Rumble very okay. much. I didn't think it was that great. It. This year, I really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot as well. And I think it's probably because I stayed more engaged. Um, but mm. I was really scared Logan Paul was going to win. Really, really scared. <laughs> I'm always afraid. Always afraid. <sighs> Shall we move onward and upward? I'm so ready. Yes. Well, the next match was the pitch black match. What we'd all been waiting for for weeks and months and years. And it was weird how it was kind of like the experience of drinking the soda. It was like weirdly short it was it was exactly like the experience of drinking the soda for me because i hyped it up in my mind for a long time mm. and then when i did it i was like mm, i don't really enjoy this. i mean they hyped it up so much like oh my god we've never yeah. seen this before and like as soon as i saw um la Knight like roll on out in his bright yellow outfit i was like yeah it's gonna be a black light match because i mean we kind of guessed that anyway but wearing bright yellow that's how how he was totally gonna show up um i feel go ahead well i feel like aesthetically i really enjoyed this match all the face and body paint it's so colorful so bright really fun all the green sense. confetti oh yeah that was delightful. i really enjoyed that i have a question for you um so like the match goes on. L.A. Knight kind of runs away. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, is the mandible claw the grossest hold? It's pretty offensive. Like, I don't want anybody's <laughs> fingers in my mouth. Like, ugh. So you're going to shame that kink. I feel like that's, well, I'm not going to shame the kink. I Somebody might shame it there. if it's dirty fingers in your mouth as the kink. I'll shame that. I mean, if you're shaming, you're shaming. I'm delineating you're shaming and shaming. your game. <laughs> <laughs> I would not want to be mandible clawed, especially by a man in the mental state of Bray Wyatt. He, who knows when he last washed his hands? He also probably has pretty big hands, so I feel like that'd be really painful. Yeah. Like thick yeah. fingers. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I thought the match was a little short. I was kind of like, why is this so quick? Um, but then we see Uncle Howdy again. Yeah, and, you know, Bray had his little friends, too, like, lining the entrance ramp. So it was kind of like this lead yeah. up to Uncle Howdy. I, I, I did appreciate that. I was glad he came back. I think it's kind of hilarious that Uncle Howdy, like, elbow dropped. <laughs> Just like, wee and jumped on to LA Knight. I thought that was kind of funny because I mean I we've seen Uncle Howdy like Sister Abigail someone so it's like not that weird yes. but I just kind of like the idea that like Bray lured him to this spot so Uncle Howdy could jump on him from a high up place. You know Bray's like man you, you gotta come with me because I got something planned man. Every time Bray Wyatt talks important. and he says man I laugh so hard because I just hear you going hey, man. <laughs> I love it so much. Well, and as you know, I mean, I, I just do that in my everyday conversations. So, but I enjoyed, I mean, I enjoyed the match. I wanted it to go a little bit longer. I wanted more glowy things, I guess. Like, I just wanted more gimmick. This was, this was the loser of the night for me. Um, it was short. 
it felt like it feels like every time Bray Wyatt has one of these high concept matches, they're a little lame. Has he like what what else has he done that you can think of? So he had a House of Horrors match at one point. I can't remember if that's what they called the one with Matt Hardy or the one with Randy Orton. I mean, he's had a couple of okay. these where it's like, you know, th- those other ones were like off site or something. Oh, oh, okay. So they felt more like video packages. Yeah, yeah. So I guess like it didn't feel like it did anything decisive. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like it. Also, I didn't feel like it showed off bray to very good advantage like dude is a good wrestler and i i didn't see it so for me it it was disappointing the the highlight of the match for me was how upset my husband was at all the branding the branding yeah he was like so much branding look at this like mountain dew logos everywhere and then they turned on the mountain dew logo in the ring and i thought he was going to (laughs) shit his pants i am i must be so immune to that stuff because i it i didn't really notice He's a sensitive oh. anti-capitalist oh, flower. Bless him. Um, but yeah, like I, I thought like concept cool, yeah. aesthetically 10 of 10. Match was like 3 of 10 for me. Yeah, I I feel like, I don't know. I thought that this was kind of going to decide the LA Knight Bray Wyatt thing. And I think you're right about Bray yeah. Wyatt not having, like it felt like he was like creep around, creep around, scare LA Knight, sister Abigail, LA Knight runs away. Like it just felt very... Not showcasey of the talents, like you say. I think if your match is low enough in intensity during like sort of a no holds barred in the dark freak show monster match and you have time for a costume change to put on a different or like a mask, yeah. like, no, you're not working hard <laughs> enough. I'm sorry. That's very judgy, but that's how yeah. I feel. I think I'm also mad because, you know, Uncle Howdy coming down from the rafters absolutely blew my theory that he's the Undertaker out of the water. The Undertaker's knees can't no, take that. No, absolutely not. So, really pissed. Also, I was kind of surprised that Bray Wyatt's contacts didn't fly out of his eyes. I really expected him to work? lose one, and how weird would that have been if he'd have lost one? <laughs> I would have felt terrible <laughs> for him. Blew my whole look, man. So, I have a question. Moving on. Okay. Um, something that I noticed, and I know this kind of happens, but are there other sports or sports entertainment that have so many fucking commercials for their own product? I don't, well, first of all, I don't think anything includes as many commercials as WWE content, but no, I feel like they really work hard to sell the product. Like you're watching SmackDown and there's a commercial for SmackDown. (laughs) It's like, okay, guys, like, I don't know. It 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 hadn't really dawned on me how often they show commercials for their own product all the time. It's really, I mean, do they do that because people aren't buying ads? I don't know. So I, I feel like they're in kind of a unique position. Maybe they're not, but where, like, they have so many products like TV products to sell. Mm-hmm. Like you've got two weekly shows, you've got pay-per-views, you've got all the specials that tie in. Yeah. Plus NXT. I do think yeah, that's right. So three weekly shows. I I'm I totally left them out. It just it feels like a lot to sell, but like they're also doing it in this really carny fashion. 
plus Nikki Bella getting married or whatever the fuck that <laughs> Nikki Bella needs to get her ass married so we can stop seeing her. I cannot wait for that I'm to sorry, go I away. love Nikki Bella. I think she's great, but oh. I'm s- ugh. So moving on, we have the uh, championship match between Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair. And we happen to see that Michelle McCool was in the crowd, which I thought was interesting. And I have to wonder if that's going to factor in later. I wonder <laughs> if that might mean something. So weird. Like, when I saw her, I was like, because she was sitting next to Hardy. And I was like, I think that's Michelle McCool. Why is she hanging out? And then, like, oh, okay. Can you imagine? She's like, so let me get this straight. I get really nice seats for the pay-per-view, but I have to be... In the pay-per-view, and I have to make awkward small talk with Hardy. <laughs> with a dirt bag. I just, I don't think this is fair. What did I ever do to deserve this? And they're like, well, you're married to The Undertaker, so you're pretty much, you know, we're going to call on you for things. <laughs> but it was fun to see her. It was fun so to see So what did her. you think of this here championship match? Um, Again, felt very short. Yeah. Felt like we could have done a lot more. Kind of anticlimactic. Very anticlimactic. Um, felt like it could have been a match on Raw. It really did. Dis- I was a little disappointed. Like, everybody did a good job. You know, I just... Yeah, yeah, the wrestling was good. It just... The storytelling seemed to fall short for me. And I don't know if it's because, like, the like Bloodline storyline is so, like, epic and overwhelming that every other story seems dumb. But I just didn't, I wasn't, like, emotionally invested in this. That's how I felt, too. Like, I didn't, I never thought that Alexa was going to present a legitimate threat. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, there were some good spots. It was fine. Yeah. But I feel like you should have let them fight longer. Yeah, it was fine. And if you couldn't couldn't do it on Saturday, then let them do it on Monday. Yeah. I agree. So we find out during this that Elimination Chamber is coming in February, so that will be exciting for us to talk about, and we'll see more about that on Raw. But then we get to the Women's Rumble. Well, you're skipping something <gasps> Am very I? Important. I'm sorry, what did I skip? Yeah, the Seth Rollins and uh, Becky Lynch Applebee's oh, commercial. God. How annoyed the were idea. you that she ordered a salad? It's very, very fucking annoyed. I'm like, of course she orders the salad. Why didn't he order the salad? The idea that they go to <laughs> Applebee's with Seth in a mesh shirt and they just sit there in Applebee's eating good in the fucking neighborhood. <laughs> I couldn't. I was overwhelmed. I liked, I thought what was funny is that like, I feel like you get a good sense of the scale of him as a human being, like sitting in an Applebee's yeah. and like, he's huge. <laughs> That, I mean, this is what I maintain all the time. The smallest wrestlers are still alarmingly large. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was a weird commercial. I was like, really? We're doing Applebee's now, huh? Okay. I just I just wanted to make mention. And Becky that. only gets a Caesar salad. She's not hungry because they're eating at Applebee's. I, I assume that's what's going on. She's going to make them stop at Five Guys on the They're both home. raising a toddler. They've got to be starving all the time. Also, imagine you're raising a toddler and you work like, you know, what, 250 to 300 live performance dates a year or something, but you're going to go to Applebee's on your date night? (laughs) I feel like date night is like delicious takeout in your room with a nap. 
You know, like, she's like, they've got the two for 20. And he's like, Becky, we don't have to live like this. We are millionaires. (laughs) We don't have to go on dollar margarita night. (laughs) We can afford Red Lobster. (laughs) Nay, Texas Roadhouse. (laughs) I want some goddamn biscuits with honey butter. He is going to get the Admiral's Feast, and that's uh, that's going to be that. Don't forget those Cheddar Bay Biscuits. <laughs> the most important part <laughs> of every meal. It's true. So, Women's Rumble, I will say this. We've talked about this before. My cat enjoys watching wrestling. She yes. didn't give any shits about what was happening on the Royal Rumble until the women's match came on. Then she, she hopped up on women. her pedestal and was watching. The same thing happened on Raw. There was a women's match, and she stopped to watch. So, I love that. I think she likes women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Girls sticking together. So, number one entrance in the women's rumble was Queen Rhea. Mommy, I love her so much. Me too. I was very excited to see her. I was like, OMG, she's got a big hill to climb because she's the <laughs> number one entrant, <laughs> and I've picked her to win. So. Here we go. I was also concerned because, you know, she was nursing her side a little bit because she'd been speared. So I was like, oh, God. She got the Beth Phoenix smack They've down. injured her, quote unquote, injured her, you know, like knocked her down a peg. She's not going to make it till the end. But did she let us down? Absolutely not. Never. She didn't let herself down to the floor either. <laughs> I... Really enjoyed the Women's Rumble. I enjoyed all the Rumbles. All the rumblings that were happening were great. Um, mm-hmm. I f- so <laughs> I felt bad because like B-Fab came in and <laughs> I was like, and they eliminated her pretty quickly. I was like, cool. They eliminated the the black wrestler like almost immediately. It's just a bunch of white bitches up in this match. I was just like, okay, that's fine. Can we get some more wrestlers of color, please? Because this feels gross. Yeah. Gotta work on that. Um Roxanne Perez is fucking adorable. She's so cute, isn't she? Her spot with Rhea was amazing. Where she like spider yeah. monkeyed her way all around her. That was so yep. cool. We've been seeing her on NXT recently and she's really great. She also frequently dresses in these sort of like ensembles that make her look like an AJ Lee cosplayer, mm. which makes me really mm-hmm. happy. She's tiny like that. She's like little itty bitty thing. Right? She was a lot of fun to watch. I enjoyed I think I'd seen her once before. I think she had showed up for something. But it was nice to see her. Um so some Zoe Stark I had never seen before. Zoe Stark. Yeah, she's also in NXT. And um What's her face? Chelsea Green? Chelsea Green was around in NXT, I think in NXT, for a while. And then she kind of disappeared. I don't know what happened to her. She was literally in the ring for like two seconds. I <laughs> think she got eliminated. I, it's, it's like, why bring her here for this? Yeah, it was weird. Why? I was like, couldn't you have found somebody else that you could have put in? Like, choice. IDK, Beth Phoenix? Like, I don't, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um suggestion of course we see michelle mccool come in and she was wrestling in uggs which i thought was like next level mom wrestling look 
she really wasn't supposed to be in the rumble, but she was like, I cannot chat with Hardy for another second. Please put me in coach. Get me out of here. Zelina came out in her outfit to sell Street Fighter Six. It was a great little outfit. L- it was hilarious, and she looked so happy, and then she was eliminated pretty quickly. <laughs> we had sponsored content in two matches. Yeah. I mean, they're selling Amazing. everything, right? I mean, everything is... Yeah, everything's for sale. Everything's a commercial. Um, this is the first time I'd seen Indy Hartwell. Yep. I like Indy a lot. Didn't get to see her for too long. And Piper Niven has seemingly put Dewdrop away. I think that's really I wonderful. like it. She's just Piper Niven. It's nice. Mm-hmm. I liked her no Scottish little outfit. One of my fellow country country women. <laughs> you and Piper. Going and out for drinks. Going out for a pint. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you seen that? I, d- I feel like I've probably mentioned this before, but you know that Cricket 5G commercial that Drew's in? I always love when he's like, yes. strapped to my legs. <laughs> <laughs> the way he says it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> strapped to my legs. Um. So, uh, what's her face? Lacey Evans showed up. Like She sure did. Everybody hates her. So here's the thing. Sh- I feel like everybody hates her in the way that um, it's not like good heel heat that she's getting. Mm-hmm. It's just like we f- fucking hate you. Like she tries to do like the fake out thing to like someone in the audience she tried it just doesn't work it's stiff and awkward and performative and not performative in like a good performative way like and they're pushing her like she had that squash match on smackdown yeah just like why you're not interesting whenever i see her i'm like who ordered this whose choice was this there's so many talented women wrestlers what market research are you conducting that tells you that there is a viable interest in Lisa? Do we Adams? need you to do the Cobra Clutch? Do we need you to bring out a Sergeant Slaughter move? No. Nobody asked for no that. No was asking for that. Nope. No. I don't need Military Mama. I don't want Military Mama. Mm-hmm. I want Lacey Evans to go away. She also, she does this thing <laughs> where to look evil... She sort of like lowers her head and then sticks out her chin a little and like glowers. (laughs) And it's like, what are you doing? What is this performance? Like, let me get this straight. You're a mean military lady who does push-ups and thinks she's better than everyone else. That is your message. That's who you are as a character. Okay. (laughs) I don't think... Knowing what I know about her, she's a pain in the ass and I don't like her. But, like, I feel like if you repack, no, like, no matter how you repackage her, I'm not going to like her. I don't really understand why she's so popular or why she ever got anywhere. That's the thing. Like, I don't think she's ever had a gimmick that worked. And at the end of the day, like, if you can't make any gimmick work for you, it may not be the gimmicks. Yeah. I mean, like, the New Day came to us saddled with a really goofy, lame gimmick that they turned into something wonderful. Wond- and that's lasted years. Yes. Yeah. Because they got to be themselves, right? I don't know what herself is. I guess she could come out as a vaccine-hating asshole. 
I suppose like she could have a rivalry with science. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It's just like a giant <laughs> molecule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lacey Evans fights the atom tonight on Raw. I would love that. Uh, surprise entrance of the night for me was Nia Jax at number 30. Really? Yeah, I wasn't expecting her. Were you excited? Oh, um, I, I mean, eh. I mean, it was nice to see her because I'm like, oh, I haven't seen Nia Jax in a while. I think she's beautiful and very statuesque, but I don't think she's a good wrestler. But so that that's, I guess, my thing. Like, Nia Jax is very complicated for me in that I agree she is really beautiful. I love that we are sort of in this very interesting area of body diversity in wrestling. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be extremely petite and have a small waist and large breasts. Yeah. To be a lady. I think that's wonderful. The other side of that is that Nia Jax is not just a bad wrestler. Like, she's hurt people. And she's not good on the mic. No. It's like, if anyone... I mean, you were talking about Brock knowing where the bodies are buried. I think Nia Jax knows where the bodies are buried. She might. I think you're absolutely right about the body diversity. I wish that the commentary would catch up to that on wrestling. Yes. Like, they don't need to make such comments about large bodies making like tsunami waves etc um but yeah i mean it was kind of fun to see her because i was like god i haven't thought about nia jackson a long time but then i was like "Eh, i don't really care if i watch her wrestle like my focus was on Rhea. absolutely fair i think i think my largest complaint about nia Jax is if you're gonna bring back a surprise entrant for number 30 I want to be fucking wowed, dude. That's true. You know, like if she had come in at like, I don't know, number 14, I, I don't think I'd feel any kind of way about it, except I really hope she's not coming back. 30 is more significant. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, I too was just sort of like laser focused on Rhea. As we should be, because. But. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I also want to talk about Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan kicks some ass. Liv Morgan did exactly what I was hoping she would do in this Rumble, which is not win it, but really sort of cement herself as somebody who should be taken seriously. I mean, she lasted till the end, and that was kind of the thing I was thinking about. I was like, well, she and Asuka were at the very end, but Asuka came in. Right. Asuka was 17th. Um, but yeah, Liv Morgan lasted, and I was thinking about this, and I'm like, I worry that the, the Liv Morgan part of this is going to get buried, right? Because she didn't win. But she right. like really held on. She was right there. So maybe ass. they'll do something with it. I don't know. I mean, I haven't found Liv Morgan terribly compelling to this point. I would like to. I'm hoping for more from her. Like, I hope they can do something interesting with her. Yeah, I think that's how I feel. Like, I like Liv a lot, and I would like to see her not be backburnered. I don't... I also... I want her to have a different bit. Like, I don't want bonkers. Like, we have Nikki Cross, who's bonkers. Like, I don't know. I feel like Liv Morgan doesn't need to be bonkers. I guess for me they're bonkers in a slightly different way and also like Nikki Cross's way doesn't feel integratable into a storyline very easily you know I agree I and I am definitely could have my mind changed about this but I feel like Liv Morgan bonkers also doesn't feel right to me but I don't know what would for her like I mean I think I think that's very that's a very good observation like we have to evolve live somehow. 
Yeah. And I mean, but that it could be easy. because she kind of wears sort of clown makeup. Maybe that bothers me. All of Asuka's makeup. I don't know what Asuka was doing. That's her. Uh, so before she was Asuka, she was Kana. Okay. And she, I guess she used to do that oh. makeup. I, this is, would like bring me so much heat with people who are serious wrestling fans. I 100% thought she looked like she was at the gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> she did. It had. And that's a choice. It it's gave okay. me Jeff Hardy flashbacks. Um, yeah. I loved her haircut. Yeah, it Super looks amazing. Adorable. So cute. I love her so much. Um, there was a hot second there where I thought Asuka was going to win. I was like, oh boy, they're going to get. Yeah. And I would have been fine with that. I would have been sad that Rhea didn't win, but I would have been cool with that. But um, Rhea prevailed and won the Women's Royal Rumble. Proud of her. Very proud so of her. proud of her. I was so excited. Um, comment Corey made during the rumble about Raquel saying that she was related to about 40% of the people in the Alamo Dome. I was like, mm, let's not. That's not it. Let's <laughs> not. I do have a question for you. So okay. at one point, I don't know if it was after. I think it was after the rumble. They like cut to the outside of the Alamo Dome and there's fireworks going off. And I looked and I was like. Is that real? Like, were they really setting off fireworks? Or did they just, like, superimpose the fireworks on... I just... Did they look fake to you? They looked a little fake to me. I don't... You know what? I don't think I interrogated okay. it. But I think what it would come down to is which was cheaper, fake fireworks or real fireworks. And I feel like real fireworks might actually be cheaper when purchased in bulk. Really? Well, plus also, think about the shit job they do animating stuff. <laughs> I thought the fireworks, for example, looked way better than like that weird animation of Roman Reigns that they suspend <laughs> over. Well, I wasn't sure if it was like events, stock so. footage that they had of the Alamo Dome with yeah, fireworks. They're just like, quick, hit the B-roll. I was I was just gratified that there were sparklies, so I didn't. didn't question Further it. thoughts about Queen <laughs> Rhea's win? I don't know. Why I'm calling her Queen Rhea, but because she's a queen. I feel like it's not enough to describe her, though. An empress. Well, Asuka's the Empress of Tomorrow, so she can't be I an know. empress. We need like a new royalty mm -hmm. uh, category for her. Goddess Rhea? Can she be Goddess Rhea? That would work. She's magical. I'm so excited to see what comes of this. Um, I hope it doesn't just like die on the vine while we're waiting for WrestleMania to come around. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but. When she announced her plans, I was a little like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I was a little, yeah. I have a question about that, too, but later. I'm, I'm going to trust the Eradicator for right now. I forgot they call her that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Shall we move on? I think it's time. So, yeah. match of the night, main event. We finally get Big there. Moment. KO. Versus Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. I was pretty sure that at several points during this match, Sammy was going to have a heart attack. I was very worried. I was him. very stressed out, so he must have been really mm -hmm. feeling it. Um, when he was yelling at Kevin to stay down, I was just like, this is breaking my heart. 
it's like there's so many emotions in this. I don't think I've ever seen wrestlers portray heartfelt yet fictional emotions so well. It's like I'm going to be so sad when all this is over because I don't know how they're going to top any of this. Like, I feel like we've witnessed something really special in wrestling with this storyline. Yeah, like something unique, something not that can't really be duplicated. Like, I think we fold the podcast when this all It ends. was lightning in a bottle. It was great while it lasted. Yep. And we'll be chasing that high <laughs> for the rest of our lives. <sighs> um, when Roman was slamming KO down onto the steps, I was really, yeah. like, genuinely concerned. I was the biggest mark in that moment. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to kill him. I was seriously like, how is this not hurting him? How are his hands getting up in time? I was, like, looking at the back of his head. I was like, where's the blood? What's happening? I was so ridiculous. It worked so well on me. It's like someone needs to check him for skull chunks and brain matter because, like, really concerned. Were you surprised that Roman won? So this is a complicated answer. Um, rational me was not surprised, Mm -hmm. but rational me didn't watch this match fully invested. It's real for me. Damn it. Fan watched this match and I was devastated. (laughs) I wanted KO to win so much. So like, yeah, like looking back, like, yeah, I should have known Roman's going to retain, but it's just like, uh, heartbreak. It was super heartbreaking, and then the heartbreak only increased, right? Because then we got to see, like, horrible group violence committed on KO. It was awful. It was, and it kept happening. Like, it did not cease. Yeah, it kept going. There was, like, a chair head situation at one point. Eventually, they cuff him to a rope. Like, anytime they do stuff like this, I just have, like, really icky feelings about it. I know it's all quote-unquote fake violence but it's still like like you said it was real to me damn it I was invested and then like at one point when um when like when Sammy finally stands in and is like this is enough like that was amazing true love prevailed because you know this is a romance in my mind they got me so many times too. Like, so at one point, I thought Sammy wasn't going to give him the chair, but he did give Roman the chair. And then they were like, "Okay, let's let's give Sammy his lay." And then Roman like was holed up, and I was like, "It better be because you want to put it on him yourself, mm-hmm. you piece of shit." And then, so it was just like for me, it was like, and thens, and thens, and thens yeah. were like. You know, I kept thinking one thing was going to happen, something else happened. It was just very, very intense. Well, at one point when Roman handed Sammy the chair, like, you know, you have to do it then. Like, okay, you you beat him up. And he, Roman said to Sammy at one point, you're ours and we're yours. And I was like, this is really creepy. And like, like all of the gaslighty things the bad boyfriend says, like Roman was pulling them out. And for those of us who read a lot of dark romances on Kindle Unlimited, <laughs> I mean, we were right there. <laughs> right there for Popcorn it. and everything. See, it's it's a second chance romance for you, but for me, it's something else mm-hmm. entirely. 
That's true. You're right. <laughs> I don't want my own, my storyline to be the only storyline. So watching Jay suffer in the corner was really sad. I kept hoping he was going to do something like as he's walking away because, you know, he rolls out of the ring. I thought he's, like, he's going to go back. Yeah. He's going to go back and help. Like he's going to go help Sammy, but he didn't. I really thought he was going to, yeah, like just intervene in some way, like meaningfully take Sammy's mm-hmm. side. And I, at first I was disappointed, but now I think I'm not because I'm so interested to see like what will happen next. I can't wait to find out. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> like Jay legitimately was like teary. He was like so feeling it. And I'm like, oh, my I know, God. I know, I know. And I'm so I'm thinking like maybe Jay and Sammy are going to be a tag team. I would love that. Well, technically, aren't Jay and Sammy the tag team champions? Are they? Oh, because Jimmy couldn't well, remember, wrestle? remember, Jimmy couldn't compete, so uh, technically. Uh, pretty sure the crowd was chanting, fuck you, Roman. They absolutely were chanting, fuck you, Amazing. Roman. I was right there with I them. I was too. I was so like, Roman, you're terrible. This brings to mind, though, for me, uh, there was a very special sign that we saw displayed during Roman's entrance, and I wanted to know if you noticed it. Um... I don't know. There was one that involved queef, and I can't remember. It said the tribal queef, <laughs> and I was like, how did it take us this long for queef to enter the chat, R.E. Roman Reigns? How? But also, like, <laughs> kudos to you, good sir. <laughs> what a word. The lowest the lowest hanging fruit is the sweetest. Amazing. It's just so simple and so silly. <sighs> so good. <beautiful>. Uh- <laughs> Where it gets me. So oh my God. Any last thoughts about Royal Rumble 2023? I mean, just that the straight to DVD version of The Passion of the Christ that it ended with was really, really <laughs> awful and really left me in my feelings. I really expected Sammy to be bloodied. He wasn't, I didn't see any, I was like, I really expected blood. Yeah, and I know they try not to like show storyline blood now. Yeah. Like, if you get bloodied in the course of doing business, that's one thing. But, like, we're not blading in the year of our Lord, 2023. But I was like, how are we managing this? What magic is keeping his blood inside his body? Too many hamburger foreheads to keep blading. Ugh. Sami Zayn is hermetically sealed, apparently. He's a precious baby. He is. Well, should we get raw? It's now for something completely different. It's time to get raw. We start raw with Cody. Yeah, we did. In a jazzy little suit, looking very snazzy. Looking spiffy. Yeah. Uh, he had this, like, really great promo where he's talking about his history. I love how when he was like, I left for a while and came back. He didn't like, mention, like, I started a whole wrestling brand. <laughs> didn't mention that. I did some stuff. Kind of glossed over that. I had a kid. Um, And he said wrestling has more than one royal family. So when he said that, I was like, are you going to swerve and challenge Charlotte Flair for her title? Because I thought he was like throwing shade at the McMahons. <laughs> I was like, okay. I, I mean, I also feel like this could be the beginning of a really great 
like fantasy series about the royal families of the combat arts who must come together once a year. That would be amazing. And compete I think you should write that for book. supremacy. I mean, what with my really long letters to dad each week? I don't have time Why for that. fantasy is so hot right now. I mean, that's always hot because teenagers love to read and uh, <laughs> they have vivid imaginations and I'm going to leave it at that. I remember being a teenager. <laughs> um, so we get to see Cody um, picking his match for WrestleMania and he's going for mm-hmm. um, the tribal queef. <laughs> Who everybody really hates right now. I mean, tensions were high. Know, Cody's like currently the faciest face who ever faced and... Roman is like the healiest heel who ever healed. So I feel like if they can keep this energy up for just a few more months, WrestleMania will be incredible. Cody is the man to fight the queef <laughs> at this point. He is. He's going to pop that air bubble. <laughs> um. So during his lovely chat, Judgment Day shows up. As and Dom's do. like, I hate your dad. Your dad's dumb. I hate my dad. I hate everybody's dad. Dads are the worst. I'm glad I beat my dad up and stole his mask. Even though I couldn't rip it apart, I tried. It was really tough. <laughs> I was just like, okay. Mommy could have ripped it apart, but she didn't. She wasn't there. She wasn't there to help me. Now I hate mommy. <laughs> Edge shows up. Always a delight. Hello, Edge. Always happy mm-hmm. to see you. Um, Edge isn't done with the Judgment he's Day. He's so done with them. I love that he's just going to show up wherever they are to harass them. Yeah, I I think it's great that he's like, I let you little fuckers have a holiday, and now, now it's on. Yeah, it's amazing. I I will say this. I need Rhea to, like, be on top of everything and be just in every segment. And I love Beth Phoenix, but I don't want Beth Phoenix beating her up all the time. It's just like, I need Rhea to have some glory. No, I agree. I don't. I don't want to see Rhea get sidelined in yeah. any way. Like she is the commander of the Judgment mm-hmm. Day, and I. And as a side note, I loved when at some point during the Rumble, I don't remember who, who was talking about the leader of the Judgment Day, and Michael Cole was like, "She's not here right now. She'll be in the Thirty Woman Royal Rumble later." And I was like, "Yes, Good Michael. Good job, Cole. Michael Cole. Yes. Good for you. you. Learned some things over the years. Proud. So out of this comes." Cody's going to wrestle Finn Balor because apparently as we find out later Finn Balor has some major beef with Cody that like never existed before (laughs) you know when this when it was Finn and AJ I blamed AJ for everything well that's fair and now it's like Finn do you have any colleagues that you don't have like deep angry emotional attachments with like what's going on he kind of hates everybody right now he hates everybody he has a a hemorrhoid (laughs) His pain is deep and internal, I mean, and he's here to make it everyone's it problem. It seems like you'd be in a really bad mood all the time if you had a hemorrhoid. I think that's fair. So we get to see the first Elimination Chamber qualifier match, which I didn't know you had to qualify for Elimination Chamber. I don't remember Elimination Chambers of yore as far as, like, how they happened. Um, but I like qualifiers. I think they're fun. And it was Seth Rollins mm-hmm. and Chad Gable. And I really liked this match because I don't know that I've ever seen these two wrestle each other. And it was one hell was of a match. Great. I'd like to see these two wrestle each other more. It was so because they're both really, really good wrestlers, and like they yes. have like different styles. 
And it was just like Chad Gable's a great wrestler. I love watching him wrestle. Sometimes his matches are kind of boring though because he's not always paired with someone exciting. Yeah, and this was someone great. who can keep up. Yeah, I, I feel like in the opening it was sort of like Chad Gable was wrestling himself. Like he was just like he was here, he was there, <laughs> he was rolling around. Like Chad, oh my god, slow down. Okay, he's so speedy, but don't. And he's so every time he wrestles. He'll, like, throw someone who's, like, seven inches taller than he is, like, with great clearance, like, way across the ring. And I'm just like, this dude is the strongest dude. There was a point where he just deadlifted Seth. Yes. And I know Seth is not Braun Strowman, but he is a large man. That's a lot of weight to just deadlift. Yeah, Chad Gable is crazy, like, compact and strong. Mm Mm-hmm. So Seth wins the match, which wasn't that much of a surprise. Um... I don't want Chad Gable to get buried, but he is kind of king of the mid-card. At least I want him to stay there. Like, I like that he has a regular part on Raw, I and too. I want him to keep it. I'd like to see him Because I love Otis, too. Like, those two together are great. Okay, like, when Otis was, like, quote-unquote rushing over to support Chad, but he's, like, moving extremely slowly in, like, power walk <laughs> arms, I was like, this is how I hurry everywhere. I feel so seen. He's so great. He's, he's just... Great. He's great. So at the end of this match, we we get to see the the graphic of the Elimination Chamber, which is um, Seth and four canes. Four canes. <laughs> so we get to find out who's joining him throughout. Well, some of it's throughout the evening. Yeah, and it, it felt like there was sort of a very haphazard approach to this, which I hated and loved. I was like, okay, so there's no consistency. We're just like... We're figuring it out as we go, and we're eliminating these canes. Yeah, like, how did they come to the decision of who they're going to have qualifying matches with? Like, I, you know, again, it's the old don't bother trying to figure it out, but I still try. I can't help it. Really what happened was, you know, Adam Pierce is in dad's office, and they're going over his suggestions, and he's like, what do you mean I can't just have Seth Rollins versus four canes? (laughs) Why is that a problem? Dad's like, we don't have four canes. We don't even have one cane. Do you know how old he is now? Stop. He's old. off mayoring. He is a leader for the I people. I think he's a mayor, right? Didn't he run for Congress he or something, is. too? I think he lost. He might have. Yeah, I don't know. Next, we saw EO Sky versus Candace. We did, and it, it was pretty it great. It was. I really pretty like great. EO's um, entrance music and lights. I do, too. It's cool. It is cool. Um, I had a question, though. During this match, there's a part where, like, Corey's talking about how Candace was too emotional and wrestlers can't let their emotions get in the way. Blur. And I was like, would he talk about dude wrestlers that way? Would he say the dude wrestler was too emotional? I mean, I have some really pointed questions for him about what he thinks about Finn Balor (laughs) what he thinks about Roman Reigns what he thinks about Mustafa Ali what he thinks about Kevin Owens like what what do you think are their emotions getting the better of them I don't know I was just like (laughs) I I was just like are you fucking kidding me Graves come on do better um this match saw a lot of picture-in-picture bullshit I'm pretty sure just, there were like at least seven or eight ads in the middle of the match. 
it was awful and i feel like so many of these ads revolve around pizza that i have started referring to it as picture in pizza <laughs> it's making me hate pizza i just like it it these are two great wrestlers i really wanted to be able to watch them wrestle but it was like i was getting horribly distracted because of course the ad picture is bigger than the wrestling picture it's like why are you even bothering showing this so this is an area in which my husband thinks i'm a conspiracy theorist but i was like this is how streaming services and cable are preparing you that the free options or the with ad options will you be you will be you rather watching your programming in a little screen while you watch giant ads over it we are being groomed for a bleak future of Mm -hmm. viewing yeah because it's all going to get super expensive just like cable did and then yeah Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw this outcome coming a mile away like I didn't think Candace would win which makes me sad because I feel like Candace never wins she's firmly in that enhancement talent bucket right yeah, now I know and I hate it I mean I liked her little Maleficent inspired outfit I thought that was pretty cute I saw her talking about it on Instagram oh. I like that we got to see the Poison Rana. Mm, that was cool. Which was very cool. That's so cool. Very, very cool. I And I, I do still like her and Meechin being I do, buddies. too. I want that buddy ship to go somewhere. Yeah, I like them a lot. Um, I'm hoping that we get to see more of them wrestling together. Mm-hmm. Can we get back to Rhea now? I'm always ready to talk about Lana. So, always. Rhea is going to challenge Charlotte WrestleMania, as you mentioned earlier. Um, and we both kind of thought that was slightly anticlimactic. Yeah, because I thought she was going to say Gunther. <laughs> LOLJK, I didn't, but would have been awesome. Would have been totally awesome. They'd tear it down. I think that... I still want to see her wrestle like every dude. I think that... Um, so she's going to wrestle Charlotte. Charlotte has the SmackDown Women's yep. Championship. I assume she will still have it at that point. We don't know for sure, but it's an interesting thought to me, though, because if Rhea wins, she'd be SmackDown Women's Champion. So she would just go to SmackDown and Judgment Day would be sliced in twain. So that was my thing, right? Like, I understand the logic of like she had a shot at charlotte she didn't get it done she's grown so much Mm -hmm. since then now she's this unstoppable i get it right but also like please don't break up the judgment i know i love the judgment day i feel like without her they're not going to be as great i love damian priest but damian priest would be great just as damian he would I think you know. we kind of said ugh, months ago, I feel like, like, we're starting, we're going to see this coming apart soon, but, like, it hasn't been, and I enjoy them together. I know. I. It's weird, because I don't want to see her lose to Charlotte. No, I don't either. I like Charlotte. It's I also, like Rhea Moore. Yeah, I, I like Charlotte. It's weird that Charlotte came back, won the title, and now we're considering taking it off her at the next pay-per-view? Yeah, I don't know if this is just like one of those things where it's like, look how amazing she is. She just keeps fending off attackers left and right. She's the true champion. She's the queen. Maybe it'll be a thing where there won't be a decisive answer. There won't be a winner. At Elimination Chamber or at WrestleMania? Between 
at Elimination Chamber between Charlotte and or no, I'm sorry, at WrestleMania between Charlotte and Rhea. Maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not that. I'm weirdly not that into it. And I think part of it's I wanted to see her fight Bianca. I think that they'd be better matched. Like Charlotte's great, but yeah. like Bianca and Rhea are like the strongest ladies. And polar opposites, which makes their conflict interesting if it were to happen. I do appreciate that Rhea does not point at the WrestleMania sign. She waves at it, and that is adorable, and I just think that's a very nice touch. She sees it, and she's like, let me talk to you. (laughs) I feel like given the chance, Ellie Knight would absolutely look at the WrestleMania sign and say, let me talk to you. A hundred percent, yeah. Anything else you'd like to say about this match? No, no, that's it. Let's skippity skip ahead a little bit to our other talent enhancer, Johnny Gargano. Um, (laughs) Fighting Baron Corbin for Mm -hmm. an elimination chamber berth. Um, Johnny is like less talent enhancer, I think, than his special lady Candace, but I still worry whenever I see him. I'm like, "Eh, it's going to be a squash match. But... I do too. This match was crazy and fun. <laughs> some, some things and happened. ridiculous. <laughs> I'd totally forgotten about Loomis. I had completely forgot about Loomis. Why wasn't he in the Royal Rumble? I think that's a great question, but maybe it's because he carries a small <laughs> axe <laughs> and can't be that trusted. Extremely shiny hatchet that he pulled out was amazing. He put it through JBL's hat. I I honestly thought JBL's hat might have been off limits because it just seems like it's probably like a $2,000 hat. Right. It's a nice hat. But Loomis doesn't give a shit about a nice hat. I I mean, it was pretty rude on his part, but I don't think the conventions of polite society are for Dexter Loomis. He just wants to help Johnny out. He loves Johnny. I, I do think, though, that like when you win a match... And your compatriot is a lunatic wielding an axe. It does call into question the legitimacy of your victory. I know. It's true. I was like, well, I might not have won otherwise. I mean, like, I don't know. Let's say you go into a job interview and I show up in the back of the room and I'm just sort of showing off this axe that the light is beautifully glinting off of. You don't think you have a slight edge over the other applicants? Ma'am, you know, you cannot coerce the hiring manager. This is not how human resources works. <laughs> but it is how Axe resources work. So Johnny wins, and the friendship with Loomis continues. I, I'd i like to see more happen with Loomis. I mean, yeah, like he's just a weirdo, so I enjoy him. I was sort of wondering if Baron Corbin was going to turn on JBL. Yeah. Because he's getting frustrated. Yeah, I feel like that relationship can't last forever. It doesn't seem like a very solid no. one. I feel like they both kind of don't like each other, but it's just like sort of a, a, a an agreement of like mutual benefit. I'm just like, okay. I mean, I think they do have the foundation of every great friendship, which is not about the things you share, but the people that you mutually dislike. It's true. They mutually dislike the people everyone. you hate along the way. Mm-hmm. Well... Speaking of people we hate along the way, (laughs) we got to see Austin Theory on the VIP lounge with MVP. 
We did. Highs and lows. The more I hear MVP talk, the more he sounds like Brian Doyle Murray. Do you know who Brian Doyle Murray is? I don't. He's like, he's Bill Murray's older brother. He's like really, has a really scratchy voice, gravelly, gravelly voice. He's like the mayor in um, Groundhog Day. He's the owner of the arcade in Wayne's World. He's in like a million different things as like the older guy with a gravelly voice. I've never seen either of really? those movies. Did you really? see Scrooged? No. Okay. Which I know is an embarrassment because you love it's it. It's okay. I just I was just trying to think of other stuff that he's been in that you might have seen, but of course I can't. I'm gonna look it up. You might rec- I mean he look looks like Bill Murray, he's his brother, but um <laughs> I think you would recognize his voice because he's been in tons of stuff. But anyway. Um I was getting really stressed out by Austin Theory's glasses, like where they were sitting on his nose that I just like push him up, yes. push him up. I was like, I was like my grandmother telling me to get my bangs out of my face. <laughs> That's how I felt. I, uh, I was also like my grandmother during this match because I was like, why are his clothes so tight? <laughs> like I was slut shaming Austin Theory hard during this match. Like that shirt doesn't fit you if you have to keep pulling it down it doesn't fit i think any form of shame when it comes to us in theory is acceptable <laughs> it's probably okay <laughs> yeah um and right on time bobby lashley comes out because bobby lashley loves to come out and hates austin theory so i'm legit cheering for bobby lashley um bobby lashley we saw one of his uh signature spears always good Always very, very effective. Good. So this saga seems to be continuing. I don't know what this means for MVP. I mean, MVP is kind of wants to be Bobby Lashley's like dude. And Bobby Lashley's kind of like no way man. But he's also Omas's dude. So like, I'm not sure what he's doing. Yeah. I don't think Bobby Lashley wants to be in a stable. I think Bobby Lashley wants to be the almighty. Yeah. Not the shared mighty. He's not looking for that experience. Yeah. I just want him to beat up After Austin Theory. This, I, I think that's the one thing we can all agree yeah. on, right? Like you, me, MVP, and Bobby Lashley all concur. Yeah. After this segment, I did take some time to reflect. And I think, you know, maybe I've been a little hard on Austin Theory. Because, mm-hmm. like, try imagining that being from Atlanta and using John Cena's catchphrases was your only He was using John Cena's catchphrases? Yeah, yeah, he's he's been throwing in some Cena-isms, and I assume it's because we're going to be treated to Austin Theory versus John Cena at some oh, point. Oh, God, okay. Which, like... Okay. What did he say? Do you remember? I can't okay. even remember. Okay. I, I tune a lot of it out. There's just a dull buzzing I know. sound. He's so... Ugh. He's like melted ice cream. He's <laughs> like melted ice cream. But he's like melted rum raisins, so there's just like raisins floating in it. It's really <laughs> gross. Ugh. Well, we'll con- this this is absolutely going to keep unfolding, so we'll we'll stay tuned. This situation is evolving for sure. So a little bit later on, we see the Miz, and the Miz is complaining as the Miz does. There's something on his shoulder, and it's, it's not, not a, a chip. chip. It's a parrot. <laughs> he's wish. a pirate. <laughs> radical um and then making his raw debut 
Rick Boogs. It's the Boogs. Was he an NXT dude? He was. Um, I remember him playing his air guitar, and I remember that he looks like big, beefy Freddie Mercury. <laughs> I Okay, so first impressions of this dude, I don't like him. Um, <laughs> just because, like... Fuck you, Boogs. I feel like we already have like a kind of guitar dude, and his name's Elias. Yeah, yeah, we have a boring guitar playing <laughs> dude named Elias. And like the air drumming, it just felt really uncomfortable to me. I I got like to the point where it was awkward, and like I think that's his bit, so I'm trying to like go along with it. Like it's supposed to be weird and awkward. Um, well, I did notice that his fingernails I- were too long, and that grossed me out. I didn't notice, but that level of attention to detail is... Well, it it was the backstage part, and he was, like, talking with his hands, and I was like, that nail is too long, sir. I feel like his awkwardness got much worse backstage, where he kept shrieking, and, like, legitimately, Boogs frightened my cat. (laughs) It was really stressful, and I feel like poor Street Profits had to be there to try to help get him over, and they seemed so uncomfortable. Right, like, this is... This is the worst job we've had since we had to do the end of year raw <laughs> yeah. and be in that imaginary spaceship room. Yep. Um, so we find out that um, Angelo Dawkins will be wrestling Damian Priest. Very excited in for a that. qualifying match. Yep. And Elias is going to face Montez Ford for a qualifying match. So they're breaking up the mm. band a little bit. I know, and it's it's a real conflict for me because I would like to see Angelo Dawkins and Damian Priest and Montez Ford in the match. I know. I don't want to have to choose. I know. I'll feel bad, though, because at some point, I assume, Angelo and Montez will have to fight each other, and that makes me sad. Elias can go home. I don't care what yeah, happens Yeah, I mean, Elias, Elias is, a, like, is, is funny to me, but like, I don't really give a shit if I see him wrestle. <laughs> but the other three, I'm like, don't make me pick. Like... I want to live life like a buffet, not a menu with individual choices. So I think they're going to wrestle next week. Yes. So we'll look forward to that. Something exciting. Is Boogs going to be in the Elimination Chamber? I mean, I'm just wondering what kind of push this guy's going to get. I'm not sure any plastic chamber could contain Boogs. When you hear Elimination Chamber, do you not think of the bathroom? I think of a space toilet. Like, it's Star Trek, and whoever is the captain casually mentions that he will be adjourning to the <laughs> It's just chamber. like, who thought of that name, and why didn't they run it past some people? For years, I have maintained that the Elimination Chamber is a space toilet, and I see no reason to change <laughs> my thoughts on that now. Um. So at one point, oh, so there's two things, going back to all the fucking commercials they kept showing. <laughs> I love Maya Rudolph. I think she's wonderful. But if I have to see she's calling them M&M commercial, I I think they showed that M&M commercial like 10 times during Raw or yeah, during Raw. It was a minimum of 10 times. And I would swear that at some point when we were in picture in pizza that they showed it twice during the same. I'm pretty sure they did. I'm like, you're going to make me hate Maya Rudolph. And I have loved Maya Rudolph for decades. (laughs) Both Maya Rudolph and M&M's and I need some time apart. Yeah, I I don't get it. I don't get what they're going for. But um, So between the matches, there's this kind of video package about the bloodline just showing sort of a recap of what happened. 
And I just wanted to make mention that, like, after they come back to that and you see Graves and um, Cole talking to each other. Is it Graves and Cole? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a moment. Right? Now you're making me question everything I understand. But, yes, it, no. no. It's Graves and Kevin Good Patrick. Lord. Thank you. My God. Okay. We both went down that <laughs> rabbit hole together. That was amazing. I don't know how it's... Anyway, he says... Do you know you know why? Because uh, Graves and Cole are the pay-per-view team, and we were overwhelmed. Oh, that's true. Okay, thank you. Thank you for making me feel better. After that package, right? So, like, after we see what happened at the Royal Rumble, Corey says, there appear to be cracks beginning to form within the bloodline. Like, are you fucking kidding me, Graves? Appear to be cracks forming? Like, that line was relevant. I don't know. A couple of weeks ago, but now it's like full on broken. What are you talking about? In Corey's defense, his kids have stuff on Fridays, so he rarely gets to watch I guess. Them. Like, okay, dude. <laughs> I know. I was like, dude, that is that is the power of the understatement right there. So excited. Becky and I share a birthday month, which we found out because Aww. as she was coming out, they're like, it's Becky's birthday. Um. This got personal. Birthday, this Becky. Bailey, Becky, tete-a-tete. It got weird. So, like, for a minute, I 100% thought Bailey was going to say she was sleeping with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and I was appalled and grossed out and a little delighted and very confused. <laughs> Amazing. Like, ding-dong, hello, I'm banging your husband. Um, But when... When uh, Becky was like, geez, I thought we were only fighting about wrestling this whole time. I was like, ooh. Like, I wish everybody ooh. in the crowd would have been like, ooh. <laughs> Put her in her place, <laughs> It's a real Becky. Jerry Springer show moment. It was. So, like, obviously, they're, ramp- they're ratcheting up the tension between these two. And we're going to get our steel cage match next week. Better late than never, I, I wonder if this was the plan all along. Or if they got, like, if dad just got so many letters all from you about how bad. They fucked up by not having a steel cage match. And so then I was kind of surprised because Bailey actually stood up for Dakota. That was nice to see. Wasn't yeah, I it? was really I honestly was surprised. Like Becky dragged Dakota out with a chair and tried to murder her. And Dakota's apparently injured, according to. Yeah, she hurt her ankle oh, somehow. Um, Poor Dakota. So I, I really was surprised to see Be- uh, Bailey actually like do the right thing there. I know. I, I mean, I think we've been talking a lot about, like, when will she bail on damage control? When will they bail on her? But it seems like much like the Judgment Day, they are actually bonded by a preference for one another and loyalty. So that's really nice. I mean, it makes sense that we're asking those questions about her bailing because her name is Bailey. So true. <laughs> so, But she's being a role model. She's proving that heels can feel. So... We see the first sort of introduction about the women's elimination chamber match and the weird Mm. machinations they're coming up with to make this thing like work. So it's going to be (laughs) so weird. I don't know how well they they decided this by like the four other people who were still around at the end of the women's Royal Rumble. So it was Asuka, Raquel, Nikki and Liv. Mm-hmm. And then whoever wins a fatal four-way between Piper Niven, Candice LeRae, Meechin, 
and fucking Carmela. <laughs> Carmela's back, and everybody. I, f- I feel like because Carmela is back, it's probably gonna be Carmela. <sighs> like Carmela's fine. I I mean I've just never is been she? a huge fan. Um, what when she says she's the princess of Staten Island, I believe her i kind of do too and i just like i thought i did think it was kind of funny when they went back to the desk and like kevin patrick was like isn't that great Corey carmella's back and he's like i don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's personal kevin <laughs> but I, i'm i uh i think this is the first time i've seen carmella with brown hair and she looked very nice yeah i actually i love the brown hair for her although i have a strong preference for like darker hair i think so yeah. That tracks. <laughs> the data is there. <laughs> um, so I think I mean the fatal. F- I like a fatal four way. I think they're fun. Yeah, me um, too. Do you have any predictions? Do you think it might be Carmela? I think it might be Carmela just because like she's here. I mean, she's not my preference. How many times will she moonwalk in that match? Oh, like at least fifty, and she's probably gonna wear that weird outfit that's like printed with money. <laughs> Mella is money. I hate that. I hate that outfit. Also, like, Carmella is such a maiden aunt name. Well, it's just like, I mean, I know she's kind of the stereotype, but it's like, that's the name of the wife from The Sopranos. Like, oh, is yeah. it? That I guess that makes sense why she's the princess of Stella. Tony's wife is Carmella. Gotcha. I don't know. I just always think, like, you know, Aunt Carmella is here, and you have to hug her even if you don't want oh, to. Oh, I know. There's no... No consent there. No consent. <laughs> she smells like broccoli. <laughs> At least she doesn't smell like Hollister like some people. <laughs> um, eventually we see Carmela backstage and she's, you know, talking about being back. She's very excited. I'm excited for her. Going to try to give her yeah, good benefit her. of the doubt here. Yeah, she's psyched. Maybe she's got some new moves. I don't know. And then Asuka shows mm-hmm. up and like... This might be my favorite Asuka moment ever. Like, she looked so, so great. cool. Her outfit mm-hmm. was amazing. Her hair was amazing. She's just, like, slowly leaking venom out of her mouth <laughs> and looking crazy. I fucking love that. So, I just really think if we could get a match between venom leaking Asuka and Mirror Universe Alexa Bliss, we might really be on to something for the horror fans in the audience, you know? I think that could be a lot of fun. Like... We were talking earlier about how Liv is bonkers. Like, maybe she could take a page out of Asuka's book. Like, less is more. Like, Asuka just kind of stands there and looks scary and leaks venom out of her mouth. And you're like, holy shit, Asuka's going to kill you. It's like, maybe Liv, like, take off the clown makeup. Maybe, I don't know, maybe not venom, but, I don't know, get a Freddy Krueger glove. I'd be into that. Mm. I mean, Alexa Bliss did used to rock the Freddy Krueger She did, gloves, didn't she? She had that little tiny glove, and she'd make that little tiny fist. I think Liv has to get a hockey mask. <laughs> and a machete. Or a sanded down William Shatner mask. Those are her choices. Mask time for her. She just becomes Michael Myers. She has her, like, yes. blue industrial work suit. I would have got her coveralls on. I, that, would, that would be it. I'd be like, she's over. She's over with me. I support it. So I'm I'm guessing Asuka's just trying to freak her out a little bit. I don't know. Um, I like when Asuka just shows up in strange places. 
Oscar's been to Staten Island once and she hated it. She did it. hate it. And she's coming for its recent. It also smelled like broccoli. <laughs> and Hollister. <laughs> um, so final match of the eve, Funning. Cody versus Finn. Finn's got a lot of problems with Cody. He's mad at him. Yeah, I was I was kind of like, Finn, I need you to go back and do more to connect the dots <laughs> on all that Cody has taken from you. He, he said something, but like I honestly don't remember what he he was mad about something at some point like two years ago or something right like cody got some opportunities that he thought he should have had and it's just like finn at some point we all have to look within and say that maybe that's the source of the deficit you know maybe it's not these guys that we kind of worked with one time (laughs) uh it was fun to watch them wrestle though because i've never seen these two face off i don't think anyone have seen them face off um Corey Graves called Finn a space-age heartthrob. That kills me. I don't really know what it means, but I also love it. Well, he mentioned something about it. I want to say at the Rumble because he had, like, the black and silver pants or whatever. And so I think they made him think of, like, a space suit. (laughs) Yeah, and I think he said that that, um, Finn was, like, the handsomest man in space or something, (laughs) which, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Graves is really hitting it lately. (laughs) I mean, he's also he, he having was, some definite misses, but when he's funny, he's really he funny. Um, and we get to see Edge and Beth again. Very nice. Always happy to see I them. Know. They're so great. They are really great. They, I mean, we were talking about this a little earlier in the week. Like, they seem like they'd be fun to hang out with. I know. They like that cool house on a mountaintop or wherever the hell they live. Mm-hmm. And their nice little dog and their cute kids. Yeah, like just a really cool couple. Probably got some great stories about the world of wrestling. Oh my god. I feel like the shit Beth Phoenix could tell us would just like absolutely destroy us. Like Mm -hmm. she has seen some Mm -hmm. shit. But I want to like I want to hear it. Oh I totally want to hear all of it. Like I ugh. Dream guest. Dream guest. Mm -hmm. Beth Phoenix if you ever hear this standing invitation. Please. I could probably scrape together 10 bucks to give you for being on the podcast. Appreciation bucks are not redeemable for cash value, but they do warm the heart. Do you remember um, around Halloween, McDonald's used to give out, like, you could get um, these little booklets and they had coupons in them. And yeah, the coupons, would, yeah. they would look like little dollars, sort of. Like there was a hamburger mm-hmm. on one. That just made me think of that. We could probably That's rustle up a funny. McDonald's coupon to get to her. That's vintage. That's probably worth that something. It's at least worth a hamburger. There'd probably be a grease mark on it, knowing my house. We're <laughs> greasy here. Um, Cody won. I was kind of hoping that he wouldn't, just in the sense of like, okay, he won the Rumble. Like, maybe his trek right. to greatness doesn't need to be like win after win after win. Like, I feel like Finn Balor's a pretty decent opponent to lose to. Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel like there's something to be said for your path to greatness being punctuated. Yep. You know? But I also, I mean, there was quite a, well, not quite a bit, but there were a lot of times where I was like, I think Finn's got him. Yeah. Like, Edge really brought the assist in this match. Yeah, he really did. I don't know that he would have won otherwise. But it was a good match. I'm enjoying seeing some of these um, matchups that we wouldn't normally see, like I said, with Seth and Chad and like, they're just kind of mixing it up a little bit. And I like that. Not everything has to be a squash match. 
you're you know what i what i don't enjoy is the cody cutter as a name for a wrestling move which one is that um shoot it's where he kind of like he's got you and he kind of like spirals you around oh okay or is that the crossroads? that might be the crossroads that is the crossroads i think the cody cutter is the one where he comes from like the top right okay but like the Cody Cutter itself is great. There's nothing wrong with the Cody Cutter. The name is just kind of dumb. The name yeah. is just not. It makes me think of Cookie yeah, Cutter. Well, yeah. I like the move where he just drops to the mat and then slaps you in the face. <laughs> That's probably my favorite. So in the realm of like high effort, low payoff moves, I support <laughs> that one. Because you're just like lying down. Just like, I'm just going to chill out here. Slap. Just like. I really disdain you, but I'm going to show you in the most disdainful yeah. way possible. It's great. I, I can't even be bothered to get up yeah. and hit you. Mm-hmm. I like that. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share about the week in wrestling? Just that this match was, for me, the most egregious example of picture and pizza that I have it ever seen. It was crazy. I was like, is this the we, main event? We went to picture and picture twice. Yep. And we came back with six minutes left. The only thing I can imagine is like because Raw 30 had so many like non-commercial moments that they were like, don't worry, we'll make up for it next week. Like that. Mm -hmm. It was just an unbelievable amount. It's just this was a really good match, but it was really hard to enjoy. It was. I agree. And I kept worrying that like. Like, I know they have it planned out, like, a certain way so the match doesn't end during the commercial break, but I kept worrying, like, what if it's just finished and we come back and, like, well, you missed a great match. I worry about that, too. You're like, Graves is like, we sure enjoyed it. Sorry about you fools at yeah. home. Look, check out Twitter for people posting clips of it because you're sure <laughs> as shit not going to see it here. Somebody's going to put this on Reddit, okay? Just call me. I down. was really concerned. <laughs> yeah. Same. Anything else? No, that was it for me. I mean, it was, it was an eventful week. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't really, really looking forward to Friday. Oh man, me too. Gotta know what's gonna happen. I mean, the bloodline is consuming me now. So it is. I. It's like the only thing I care about in wrestling. That's not true, but I'm very excited about <laughs> it. You'll have to come back next week to hear us talk about what happens on this week's SmackDown. But we're really happy that you joined us this week. It was a great week in wrestling. Always love the Royal Rumble. Please remember that you can check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at WIFGirlsPod. And you can find all of our episodes at our website, WrestlingIsForGirls.com. So until next week, stay safe.